I'll say as well, what do you currently do with your kids in your normal family life? And, and that kind of confusing. Kinda, yeah, yeah, probably right switches. off the bat, everybody's like, what, "What do you mean?" I'm like, <laughs> "You're asking me what do I do with kids in the Michigan community?" I'm saying, "Well, what do you do with your kids in normal family life?" Yeah. And so, you know, some of your answers might be something like, "Well, we eat together. Uh, we we do chores. We we play games. We we learn stuff. We have fun. Yeah. We, we fight. We make up. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what you do with kids in a Michigan. <laughs> All those same things are how and when true discipleship happens. It's a lifestyle. It's in the rhythms of normal life. And so your community life can and should include all those same things. And kids fit right in to most of that at all the same times. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. I'm excited to be here today, brother. Yeah, me too, man. Kind of part three of our deeper dive into lifestyle discipleship and mission and all that stuff i know it's a beautiful day outside i just kind of want to go out and hang out with the neighbors It'd be great if we could smoke some cigars out there maybe huh tonight boom <laughs> imagine that hey so yeah like you said we're in the middle of this little micro three-week thing on small groups and missional communities and lifestyle of discipleship today we're talking about kids yeah that's fun like kids are such a joy and they're oh, so much fun gosh and it. we should value them in our small groups and our missional communities. Yeah, instead of just tolerate them, right? <laughs> but a lot of times people are asking, like, what do you do with them? How do you handle them? Like, what activities do you do for them? Because they drive us nuts, or they get in the way of us trying to have our Bible study. So and... is, what are you, are you getting at your kids or driving you nuts again in your missional community? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, we started a missional community um, about a year ago, and that was a common thing. It's like, well, maybe we just get a babysitter and put uh, them at see? a different house see, so they oh. don't bug us. So you're going to get... You're gonna get... A kick in the tail here today. <laughs> Just, you shouldn't have said that even. I'm going to go after <laughs> Don't go after me. Well, I know a lot of folks have missional communities and they're exploding with kids. I remember there's one community and they were really vibrant, but like they were like six or eight couples, but they had like 23 kids between them. And so they were just, everything they did was like, they needed to rent a bus. It was just awesome. But anyway. That is uh, so fun. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to talk all about that. All right. Well, let's jump into it. What do you do with kids in a missional community? <laughs> because oftentimes they are seen as a nuisance or in the way of what's going on. No one wants to say it. No one wants yeah. to admit they that. Interrupting, that they're like, like, we're trying to study and you keep interrupting me. And, yeah. and So we shove them in the basement and we hire a teenager, right? <laughs> yeah. Get them out of where we're at. Uh-huh. What do well, you say? I'm going to say, I'm going to start here and say the church is a family. Okay. Right. It's baseline. Always has been. And it's vital that we learn how to include everyone in the family in the mission that God's called us to. So even, or maybe even especially our kids. So my answer to like, what do you do with kids? I usually start off with a few questions because I get asked that question a lot. Okay. I mean, a whole So we weren't lot. alone. Yeah. We train people all over, right? Yeah. And they're like, this thing's starting to go, but what do you do with your kids, right? Yeah. And so I usually, I start off with three questions. First question I'll say is, well, what do you currently do with your kids in your normal family life? And, and that kind of- confusing. Yeah. yeah. Probably- Right off the bat, everybody's like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm like, <laughs> you're asking me, what do we do with kids in the missional community? I'm saying, well, what do you do with your kids in normal family life? Yeah. And so, you know, some of your answers might be something like, well, we eat together. Uh, we, we do chores. We, we play games. We, we learn stuff. We have fun. Yeah. We, we fight. We make up, you know? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what you do with kids in a missional community. <laughs> All those same things are how and when true discipleship happens. 
It's a lifestyle. It's in the rhythms of normal life. And so your community life can and should include all those same things. And kids fit right in to most of that at all the same times. Yeah. Don't kick them out <laughs> what you're doing now. Right? Here's my second question. Um, do you, I'll ask people when they say, what do you do with kids? You know, it's like, do you consider your kids part of the community or do you want them to feel that they are? Hmm. And their answer is always, of course. Sure. So if Christians continue to silo their kids off, like into kids class or youth groups until they become young adults, they're, they're never going to feel like they're part of the church hmm. and part of its mission. Yeah. Right. Think about that. And I think this is a big contributing factor to the huge fall off from church participation when kids go to college. Think about it. They've yeah. always been siloed off into kids class and then this and then middle school, then high school. And then they go off to college and they come back and like, I don't know any of these people. That's not my pastor. My pastor was a youth guy. Of course, those change every 14 months on the yeah. national average. And so, you know what I mean? Yep. So I don't know anybody here. And so we never made them part of the church. We silo them off. So, they don't, so living an integrated life is key. Our children, they're not a nuisance and they need to be included in the normal everyday rhythms of a life lived on mission if we ever want them to continue on with a strong and integrated faith. Think about it. That's actually causing me to think about like in the church I currently serve in, like restructuring some stuff because we have the cry room, which is they watch on a TV and there's a glass wall so that they don't they don't make noise while we're trying to learn what the pastor's saying. And so I go, and now right. even hearing you talk like that, and then I'm they're like, going to go to like to... the seeds thing and they're going to the next thing. And they're always going to be siloed off apart from it. But then assume, somehow magically at a, at a birthday or, you know, at a graduation, they're going to go. And now you're part of that group of people that you've never met. Yeah. Wow. That's your elder. That's your pastor. No, no it's not. I never met him. Yeah. I never had a meal with that person. How could I, how am I, but no, you have to submit to that person. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. Wow. Right. And so we kind of, we do that. And then we wonder like, how I somehow magically I just want my kids to have this really integrated faith that we've never achieved. How? Yeah. How? Well, how's that gonna? You know, right? Yep. So that's why I asked that question. Do, do you want your kids to feel like part of the group? That make them part of the right? And it might be noisy and it might be messy. Yeah. <laughs> Third question, and this is like the one I'm. This one I'm spank you. <laughs> um, I ask people like, what do you do with your kids in a missional community? And and I'll say, are you trying to do quote missional community in a single night each week? Yeah. See, this is often the hidden problem lurking behind the question. Sure. It really is. Makes sense. As soon as they say that, it's almost like code for like, our initial community is a weekly meeting and our kids are driving us nuts. Okay. So the one time you gather and the kids are driving you nuts. <laughs> yeah. You're not gathering more than once. Right. Yeah. So so just like we could never properly parent our kids in a single night each week, right? Think yeah. about that. Like, when do you parent your kids? Tuesday night. What about the other six <laughs> nights? They're crazy. They're off the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, missional community life can't be jammed into a few hours on a weeknight. And we're going to need to have weekly rhythms we talked about that in last episode, 123. Yeah. Talked about up and out rhythms, yep. like how to pick some real basic ones, but make them predictable, right? And so we're going to have to have weekly rhythms that include folks at all different points in their spiritual journey and in the relational continuum. And kids are no different than that. Hmm. So what are some of the activities that we're doing throughout the week as a community together that are maybe more slanted towards the kids in this thing? But sure. over here, that one's not as slanted towards the kids. So guess what? That is adult time. Yep. See, but when you're trying to jam it all into one night, you can't do that. But if you're not, you're going like, well, family dinner night for the community. It's a dinner. Yeah. Kids are here. It's messy. It's loud. You sit where you can. You eat what you can. Things we break. all help clean up. Yeah. Oh, we're going through like the story of God with some neighbors who are not yet believers and as adults. That's not a time to have the kids maybe, sure. right? But but you know what? On Saturday, we do like clean the park day and the kids love it. And we always do hot dogs afterwards and, we, and they get to invite all their friends to come along. Yeah. See what I mean? Stuff like that. So- 
Um, I, I know many, start, let me start that over. I, I know that many of us have been raised with this idea that our children's spiritual development is handled by proxy, sure. sort of through Sunday school and youth groups. But Old and New Testament writings indicate that parents right, are to pass down the story and the experience of a, of a vibrant, true Christian faith to their kids, not through children's ministry at your local church. Yeah. I mean, they can help, yeah. but that's not their job. You know, sure, that, yeah, that's a bonus, right? But intentionally discipling your own kids in the normal rhythms of life is where the gospel comes alive. Yeah. So these questions, man, they are not only clarifying, but they cut really right to the heart of the Sorry issue, about, don't they? Sorry about that. Everybody's yeah. listening like, oh, great. I thought yeah. you were going to help Stop me Stop picking scabs. But see, like, if we don't clear that out of the way, though, we're sure. trying to bolt on new rhythms and jam them all into one night or sup bifurcate the kids or you said you yeah. gotta ask those questions first you gotta ask those questions okay so what we discovered that allowed us to live a kingdom sort of heaven come to earth lifestyle is very different than the way we were raised in the church yeah, seriously for sure okay and very differently than how we first started parenting our own children sorry kids yeah, yeah. sorry man it just wasn't i mean like i remember i told that story last week about we were kind of living the week to week sunday only and we we loved our church it was great but it wasn't getting it. And the yeah. kids weren't falling super stoked in love with God and like figuring out how to fit it all into life. They were starting to plan their dream life like yeah. everybody else. And where do I go to college and how do I get that killer job and who am I going to date? And where's, you know. Yeah, at best it's mediocre like entertainment to get through uh, while your parents go study somewhere. I remember being in a small group when I was, my parents were in a small group when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, kids would just, we didn't really do anything other than we're crowded away. And I didn't know why we were wasting a, a one night of every week going to this thing for my parents to benefit that we never really learned much from. And so... What you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, like I said, that's where, that's kind of how we were stuck in that cycle too. So, Well, I know you're going to, uh, here in just a couple of minutes, land some tips on us and suggestions uh, on how we can grow in this area. But how did you and Tina and others in community get to this richer experience of faith and all of life and together in community? Including kids and dogs and difficult people. What's what's your story there? Yeah, I, yeah. Like I mentioned just a second ago in the last couple episodes. And by the way, if you, if you hadn't heard those, you want to go back and listen to both of those because Absolutely. this is sort of part three, like we said in the series, and it's all related to lifestyle disciples mission. Well, what we discovered and and what we developed was, and this is ultimately how we got there and got helped to get our kids there, and like now we train this all over, right? Sure. Is a unique combination of teaching heart transformation and life on life experience that created a lifestyle apprenticeship hmm. and that that's and kids included okay sure. so like this sounds great and like i talked about this last week a little bit but it's like it's true that lifestyle apprenticeship integrated into all of life man it, your kids it's all a life man right they're in yep. it and like and so and now to have a community to help you yeah. and reinforce all that I mean, it, you know, it's not just sermons or classroom teaching, but it's learning together with more mature disciples that have kind of mastered a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. Yeah. I remember when our kids, uh, when we were first starting to live this way, you know, moved to here Tacoma and the whole Soma thing was starting to take off, right? Sure. The coolest thing for my teenage daughters is instead of now just having to go to the the Pizza Do youth ministry, I call it Pizza Do because like they just have pizza and Mountain Dew every week, you know, <laughs> um, instead of going to the Pizza Do, sure. Um, they guess what they got to do now? We didn't have a we didn't have a youth group program. We were in community. We were just getting started. Yeah, they got to hang out with all these like young twenty somethings, 
the gals that were really cool, they thought. Wow. And, you know, they had awesome hair and they'd take them out to do nails and take them shopping like up in Seattle. And they, they're like, let's see, hang out with a bunch of kids, 13 and 14, 15 like us, or go hang out with these really cool 20-somethings. And they, they got it. They were living yeah. the life. They loved it. Yeah. How and could And they you not? reinforce what. They reinforce what we said. I remember when Kristen was like 17, she's like, as soon as I turn 18, I'm moving out of the house. You know, we're having a bad night, you know? Sure. And, and literally her, her friends, you know, in the community who are part of our mission community, part of her mission community, sure. overheard it. And they're like, are, are you really? Like, cause you turn 18 in a few months. Like, do you think your parents would like, let me rent the, your room? Cause they're <laughs> freaking awesome. And I'd love to, you know? Wow. That's so fun. It, it just fixed it. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, we developed a new language and, 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 and it was just sort of, it was life on life and it was, it was weekly and daily. Yeah. And, you know, and like I, I said this last week too, it's like, we discovered that, um, this, this lifestyle is not only great for us and, yeah. and for, you know, raising kids that'll actually have a faith yeah. and live this way. Um, but it was super attractive to others too, you sure. know, people not yet not yet believers. It's it's amazing. We talked a few minutes about, ago about you laying out these tips for what to do with our kids in the rhythms of like a missional community life. Yeah. Uh, and okay, I, think- I got seven. It's a good biblical number. I got seven tips for you. <laughs> Is that cool? Yeah, go Is for it. too many? We got time? We got time. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of jam through them just because, yeah, because, you know, there's still seven of them and I don't want to run too late. So sure. here's some super practical ways to include your kids in the life of your missional community without going nuts, okay? okay. Losing your minds, all right? Um, first, and some of this like is just me putting, you know, feet, sort of hands and feet to some of the stuff we already just talked about. Uh, first, here's the first suggestion. Have family times, quote unquote, that are just purely for getting together as community. And these times don't have to, have, you know, have a big agenda. They can be as wild and as fun as you want. Have food, have fun. Maybe have a small object lesson for the kids, you know, lots of questions and stuff to get them engaged. Sure. But make it a family time. Yep. And that's a separate family time. That's that's when they get to be super engaged and make them the center. Sure. Okay. Um, here's a second suggestion, have other or more times throughout the week that the adults in community get together for learning or deeper discussion or things that are just adult, hmm. right? If we're going to be mature disciples and it's part of our lifestyle, not everything is going to make sense to a kid or for them to be there, or you want to focus. That's okay. Yeah. You go to work, you don't take your kids, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's great. not most people. Right. So our, our kids can easily be a distraction for these times, especially like if you got not yet believers with you and the kids are going nuts. Yep. It's just a different time. Kids are kids. Yep. Right. And so sometimes we need to do adult only stuff. Okay. Third, have different missional communities take turns babysitting each other's kids for those adult times. Yeah. So people would say like, yeah, well, the reason we jam it all into one night is because nobody can afford babysitting. I'm like, hey, is there like do you have two missional communities going on at your church or do you know anybody else living this kind of lifestyle? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just swap out babysitting then. Like whenever that one time a week that it's going to be adult only time yeah, or twice or whatever it is, like swap it out. So, you know, as soon as you get to more than one missional community in your network or church or area, then you can just trade off hanging out with each other's kids um, so that you can have those focused times. You know what else? This also helps your kids know that they're part of like a larger family on mission. Yep. Like other people live this way too. And they're reinforcing the same stuff in language. Fourth one, have older kids, like maybe teens or something, watch or teach the younger ones while the big people have their discussion times. Now, I know a lot of people try to do that. So this is not like, whoa, man, you're blowing my mind here. Um, But, you know, part of discipleship is learning to teach and train others that which we've learned and experienced. So having older kids, right, help teach and be with the younger extended, you know, brothers and sisters 
is a great way to train them for leadership and disciple making. Mm. So I'm not saying have the older kids hang out and just watch them and roll a video. I'm saying maybe, maybe you're not even doing anything. I'm saying maybe just you want to make times where the teens do the story with the younger kids or they're teaching them something or they're taking them out to pick up trash or something and talking about why we want to be a servant or, you know, what I, mean? I don't know, yeah. right? Because that is part of their discipleship. You know, set them up to win, right? And give them a little bit review afterwards how things went. And I don't suggest paying them like babysitters for this. This okay. is family and let them be family. Yeah. And if they don't want to do it because they don't get being family, they don't have to, but they get to. And that's a, that's, that's a learning point too. Yeah. Hey, this is, these are your little brothers and sisters. Yeah. Little apprentices. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Fifth one. Uh, here's another one. Learn to integrate the kids during parties or serving times when you're out helping people together. Like this gives them memories of much, you know, much more of a holistic Christian life. And it shows them that we're all in this together and there's a place for them at the table and on the mission. So what I mean by integrate them in is like, give them jobs to do, you know, like yep. you're, you're throwing a party, they're setting the table, they're greeting, they're going, Hey, can I get you guys soda? You know, what yeah, can I teach get them you? hospitality, teach them yeah. hospitality, have them clearing plates, right? Yeah. Like have them show people where this is that have them take them out and show them their fort or their backyard yeah. thing or their tent, whatever, you know, whatever they're doing. Right. Um, it, when they're out serving, they're not just out doing them, like give them actual jobs, yeah. give them feedback. Tell them how it connects to the gospel and how God's treated us a certain way. And that's why we treat people this way, yeah. right? Give them stuff to do. Yeah. Like, just don't that's awesome, man. Yeah. What a great idea. Okay. Um, here's, here's the sixth one. Check this one out. Let the little kids run the family meeting, you know, like when a family times yeah. or serving times like once a month or so. That's a foreign like, concept. Like let, yeah. yeah. Like, for example, um, I heard one set of third graders that, that I heard about, they created um, invites for other kids at their school to come by and watch Shrek on the side of their house using their parents' projector. Yeah. And they also made invites for the parents to come over for coffee and refreshments. And like 60 kids showed up. Wow. And as, and, and and most of them had parents in tow, right? Yeah. So encourage your little ones in praying for their friends and finding ways to be on mission with you. And even let them lead. Yeah. Like, what do you think would be a cool thing to bless your friends? Yeah. What would be fun in the neighborhood? Like, what 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 do you see that's broken and weird? Let's, let's we'll yeah. bring the, all the adults are going to help you. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, let Serving them, them, yeah, let them run things a little bit. I love that. They're not going to do it perfectly, but that's no. not the point, right? Yeah. And here's the seventh thing. Okay. Relax. <laughs> Stressing out over trying to always create this perfect environment or the perfect evening or like a program or something is a lot more the result of our church backgrounds, hmm. you know, like the way we've been kind of raised with programming yep. than what we read about in the early church and, and what their lives looked like in the book of Acts. Start believing that kids are super valuable part of our community and that they're the future of the mission. Yeah. And don't worry about programming everything perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So care, just yeah. give yourself a break there. Yeah. So dude. there's seven, there's seven tips, man. Man, so we usually do the big three. We've already got a big seven. So here's another big three. <laughs> well, those are the seven tips. Yeah. <laughs> but but I yeah, I, I do there's actually so have much. a big three takeaways for us this week. Sort of kind of call it down. Like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So the big three, um, as you know, are things that we we want you to know and believe and can get started on right away in light of what we've been discussing over the last 20 minutes or so. And every week you can also get a printable PDF of the week's big three as a free download. We always do that by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G three. And I'm going to give them to you free now. 
But for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I wish I could have written that down. How did you just how you said that? You know, yeah. or I'm, you know, I'm driving or something right now. So yeah. I'll give them to you now, but just go to the site and you can download them. And it's all beautiful and nice and you'll love it. Before I give you those, though, I wanted to tell you all that in just a few weeks, we're opening up only 12 spots to begin working with a limited group of dedicated disciple makers who are going to join us in our Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience. With our Everyday Disciple Framework, you'll find clarity on what discipleship really is, what it looks like, and how to disciple others to maturity. It's all the stuff we've been talking about today. We'll teach you exactly what to do and how to do it with the confidence to keep moving forward at a sustainable pace, something that fits your life. We'll help you find a work, ministry, family life balance while making discipleship part of your normal life. If you feel like your current disciple-making process or lack thereof is not producing transformation, freedom, and maturity in your people, our proven discipleship framework will help you change that. We've helped thousands of people in every imaginable context and age and stage of life do that. And like we said, they're finding greater spiritual freedom as they are released from a discipleship model that's sort of week to week and based on behavioral modification and sin management. They're seeing their relationships healed that have been broken sometimes for years and years. And all of this flows from gaining a deeper understanding of the gospel in all of life and then growing in our gospel fluency, the ability to see and speak and experience the good news in every part of our lives and relationships with others. If you want to get more information on exactly how this coaching works, maybe you're just kind of wondering, scratching your head, hmm, I've been thinking about this, you talk about it pretty often, you want to find out more if, and see if it's a good fit for you, you know, just, just do that. Let's just talk. Go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching to set up a discovery call. You and I will hop on, get to know each other, find out a little bit about your current discipleship process, and see if we can help you accomplish your disciple-making goals, either as a family or for your entire church. So just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching, and let's get this ball rolling. Okay. All right, Caesar. what are the big three for this week? Okay, so here's what I want you to know. Kids are a part of your family, and they're an important part of your missional community. Hmm. They're not just an annoyance or people to be entertained. And, you know, think about it this way. Healthy families have people of all ages involved in important ways, and together they better display what the kingdom of God is like. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, this is what I want you to believe, that a true life-giving missional community is a daily vibrant experience in the normal rhythms of your life. It's not a weekly meeting, okay? So everything can't just be jammed into it. Sure. It's a life lived with discipleship and mission radically prioritized as a lifestyle along with your entire family mm. and your friends and their kids. Yeah, everyone's invited. Right, yeah. so, so I'm trying to blow everybody's paradigm up a little bit. Don't think like, what do I do with them in a meeting? But think about this lifestyle, this missional community is, is a life-giving you know, whole thing that we're all living in. Sure. Third, without, I just want to say this, and this is going to seem a little bit hard, okay? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an older brother and by God's grace, we've raised three kids that live this way and love people well, but not everybody does, right? Sure. And it's a lot of them just, you know. So without getting into some training or investing the time and effort to get equipped to really live and experience a vibrant gospel-centered community, like a family together, there is a high chance that your kids may abandon their Christian faith or be enticed by some weird, watered-down, sort of almost Christian version of things. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I saw this thing recently 
Heath from the Pew Research Center. Okay. They said more than a third of adults that are in the millennial generation. Yeah, that's me. Okay. 35% now say they have no religion. Wow. And that's up 10% just since 2007. It's in the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. 35% say I have no religion. Okay. Wow. And that's, so you're thinking, oh my gosh, now, now what's it at now? And then what's it at for that next, like people's listening who got littler kids? Yeah. I guarantee it's you it's south up. of there. It's, yeah, it's yeah. way worse. So without getting some training, yeah. like to change this, I mean, yeah. good luck, Start guys. involving your kids at a young oh age. Oh my gosh, yeah. please, please, please do. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this, you know, podcast and we're trying to help everything be integrated, right? Integrate your life and your faith. Yep. And so today we're, you know, integrate your kids. Bring <laughs> the kids along yeah, and man. involve them and train them. All right. And be sure to join us next week. We're going to continue to talk about these things and keep talking about how the gospel speaks good news into everyday life. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 